For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City, this is Scalzo and Brust, presented by Potosi Brewing Company on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Couple of cousin subs in. It's a party, Gabe Nightsoul along with Brian D. You can listen to me every single Weekday morning, 7 to 9, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy catch Brian D. in the morning as well. You can just flip back and forth. Brian does the sports as part of the Wisconsin Morning News team over on 620 WTMJ. 15s and 45s between 5 and 8.30, statewide on 620 WTMJ. Well, as long as we're here, before we get into over-under, you also have, um, you know... A lot of uh, features that have been playing, talking about the Miracle League. Um, Explain quickly what the Miracle League is, and if people want to uh, help out with the Miracle League, how can they do that? For sure. Thank you for uh, bringing that up. So we're doing a thing called WTMJ Cares on 620 WTMJ. We do this periodically where we highlight great organizations across the state of Wisconsin. Uh, I've been leading a charge to raise uh, funds and awareness for the Miracle League of Milwaukee, which is basically a little league, just like you or I or Josh, you would have played in growing up, uh, just tailored for kids with special needs. So if you're in a wheelchair, if you were born with a disability, it allows these kids to play baseball just like you and I did. They have a, a rubberized surface field up on the north side of Milwaukee. Um, so our WTMJ CARES efforts are culminating tomorrow uh, on WTMJ. Um, so you can donate. Uh, just go to WTMJ.com. we get a link right there on the homepage. Just 35 bucks supports an athlete, covers their fees for the entire season, which is awesome. Uh, and donations will also go to field upgrades as well. So WTMJ.com is the place to go. Uh, and any little donations count. We would certainly appreciate that for that awesome, awesome organization. Yeah, it's such a great cause. Uh... Scales on Broth family, you know what that means. I bullied you last time. Gabe had a charity. I'm going to bully you guys again. I want to see some Scales on Broth family names on that donation list. You can send it in, and I'll give you an attaboy. I love that. That would be awesome. And once again, I mean, 35 bucks covers an athlete for a season. You don't have to donate 35 bucks. Those one dollar donations, the five bucks, those things really add up and make a huge difference. So, shouts to the Scales on Broth family. Uh, I, I'm a fan of the Scales on Broth family <laughs> on normal days. Now I feel like I'm in the middle of it right now. So I would appreciate any involvement for sure, and they would too. And we certainly appreciate Josh bullying you all into donating to the Miracle League (laughs) of Milwaukee. Let's go ahead and get into Over Under. Will the guys hit the over, or will they disappoint like they usually do? It's time for Over Under Par on Scalzo and Brust, presented by Wild Rock Golf Club. Experience championship golf in the heart of Wisconsin. For the best rates, go to wildrockgolf.com. Madison was caller three. He is on the under, so that means Adam does not believe in me and Brian D. Matt from Racine, that means he is on the over. Whoever ends up winning gets two passes to Wild Rock Golf Course up in the Dells, which is a fantastic golf course. If you haven't played it, I cannot recommend it enough. It is a blast to play. We do not know the category this time for Josh DiMaggio to unleash the category and what the line is for me and Brian. All right, well... Baseball's been in the news for not such great things. We've got the uh, sticky substance issue. That's what she said. (laughs) I'm glad you didn't say sticky balls. 
Yes, so the sticky substance. So I'm looking for the active leaders in strikeouts. I've sent the over-under at six and a half. It is active for their career strikeout numbers, not this season. It is active players, pitchers in the MLB. Do we have to get these without missing over six and a half? So we have to get seven. Correct. So that means can we, we miss. Yeah, we can miss. Okay, you can miss we can miss three. three. Oh, yes. We can miss okay, three. Like, okay, I wanted to get the rules down. Okay. So the active leaders in strikeouts for their career. Correct. So active. so Clayton Kershaw is going to be on this list. Sure. Clayton Kershaw, final answer. Clayton Kershaw is fourth on Ooh, the list with wow. 2,612. So Kershaw is four. Um, Give me uh, Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander's got to be on that list. Final answer. Justin Verlander is first with 3,013 career strikeouts. Uh, Max feeling. Scherzer's been pitching forever, so I would say Scherzer's got to be on the list. Scherzer is second on the list with 2,888 strikeouts. I'm going to go for maybe a slippery one here. This could be an X. Um, well, you we can talk about it. You know, we don't have to go back and forth. We're working as a team here. There's a, um, I don't think he's on the Giants anymore. But there's a, a San Francisco Giant that helped them do a couple of World Series Are you thinking titles. of big-time Timmy Jim? No, I'm not thinking of big-time Timmy Oh, Jim. you're thinking of Madison Bumgarner. Bum. He's been around for a while. He has been around for a while. Not a big strikeout I mean, guy, could... though. I don't think of him as like a dominant strikeout guy. No, but I mean, when he was with the Giants, I like Madison Bumgarner sneaking into the top Let's 10. Let's go Mad Bum. Bang! Mad Bum is 10th on the list with 1,886. All right, so just over 1,000 strikeouts gets you on this list. I mean, Jacob deGrom is striking out everyone, and I know he's had injury issues. Has he played long enough to have over a thousand strikeouts? Could he be number number nine on this list? I want I want to make what I said clear. Madison Bumgarner had one thousand eight hundred and eighty-six. Oh, one thousand eight hundred eighty-six. Two thousand. Okay. I don't, I don't I don't think that I don't think that Degrom has nearly two thousand Ks at this point. Like, has yet? he been pitching? Has he been pitching long enough? I don't much, think so, because, I mean, what's a good year of K's? I mean, if you get over 200, you're good. good. I mean, but he, I mean, he's a guy that would, you know, he gets there pretty easily. Right, but he, I don't think he's been around for 10 years. Yeah, I, I don't think he's on that list. Um, but about, you know who I think is on that list? Go ahead. Chris Sale. Ooh, Chris Sale. Chris nice. Sale is six on the list with 2,007. You guys have five correct answers. Right. So uh, we've, we've gotten five. You know, we, we can... We can. We've got some creative freedom here. We've got yes. some liberty. Um, what about your your former Red Sox boy there? Give me a Boston accent. Well, Johnny Lesta? No, not Johnny Lesta. He could be on the list though, because he's pitched forever. Yeah. Uh, former Red Sox. Uh, oh, David Price. Yeah. Want to sign? Man, he is. He's actually been around longer he's been than you think. A long time. Let's go, David Price. David Price is seventh on the list with two thousand and four. All right, we just have to get one more. So, do Go we think Johnny? John Lesta. He can't <sighs> throw to first base, but he threw a lot to home. Is he? Is is John still pitching this year? Let's go, Johnny Lesta. Hey! Yes, that was easy. John Lester is fifth on the list with. 2,424. Do you guys want to take stabs at the remaining three? Sure. 
has Trevor Bauer been long, around long enough? He's a former Cleveland pitcher. So I, I was going to go with a different former Cleveland pitcher that's been around for quite some time. That was going to be Corey Kluber, former side. Oh, yeah. He's still pitching. He is. Klubes is not on the list. Oh. You're missing you're missing somebody who uh, is meaningful to the people of Wisconsin. Zimmerman? No, but he was not far behind on this list. Strictly from body of work. He pitched for a long time. Meaningful to Wisconsin. Meaningful to... Oh. I was going to say CeCe, but he's not active. No, he's not active. He's swearing on podcasts now, which is great. Zach Grinke? Correct. Third on the list. Yeah, Grinke's third. With 2,749. The last two... You'll kick yourself with this one. He used to be a... He might still be, actually, a Cardinal. Adam Wainwright? Yep. And the last one is a person who I found out was pitching when I saw him in relief, uh, and he used to be a twin. Pitching in relief used to be a twin. No longer a twin. No longer a twin. He's been... His career is very long. Irvin Santana? Correct. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I love I love when information <laughs> clanking around in my brain manifests itself in a moment like that. It feels so good. I believe Urban Santana had a season where he was competing for a Cy Young, but that was uh, a brief. But he's still out there doing it, good still getting Irvin. it done. Good for Big Irv. He's not that big. Uh, we will have to find this, but uh, I will go on the website. So seeing the key is uh, hitting us up on the talk and text line that he can't find the donation site, and if we can just send him a link. So we'll certainly do that. If you want to just hit us Thank up you. Uh, on the talk and text line, we will send you a link. I will, uh, Brian I has will been retweet Brian's tweet. Yes. Yeah, I believe perfect. you have one that's pinned to your account. It's pinned to the account. It's I right there. It. Uh, just follow at BrianJD on Twitter. Josh, he's going to retweet it from the Scouts and Brust account as well. And, uh, that's a great way to get the donation page out there. Uh, any little donations to support the Miracle League of Milwaukee be greatly, greatly appreciated from the Scouts on Breast family. Brian D., not only an expert in you know giving matters like he is to the Miracle League of Milwaukee, but he roots for a football team that's had a couple of rough seasons. They've had a number of young quarterbacks that you've had to temper expectations. I for. am a connoisseur of bad quarterback play. So with Jordan Love being the center of attention at Packers mandatory minicamp this week and we I'm, the tweets that I've been seeing in terms of he wasn't very good then he was great but now today he was 8 of 16 like I'm, I'm just not, we're on this roller coaster ride and who better to help us and guide us through this experience than Brian JD he's going to help us out with Jordan Love coming up next you're listening to Scalzo and Brust. Bogdan Bogdanovich to Milwaukee for Dante DiVincenzo, DJ Wilson, and Ursan Ilyevsova is in Pearl? Pearl? As there was never an agreement for no. the 28-year-old. <laughs> Have you ever heard someone say, in Pearl? No. What is that? Guys. Let's work on it. What could it possibly be? Pearl? Nope. Per aisle? Nope. <laughs> Literally, one more guess. You guys better tell me, otherwise I'm walking out. P-Real. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Jordan Love has been front and center the last handful of days. I don't know how to react to this. I mean, it's been a while since this has really come to fruition because even, you know, at, at this point, 
in the previous quarterback changeover, like we knew Rodgers was going to be the guy, and the Favre drama didn't start until they got closer to training camp, uh, because Favre had officially retired at this point. But we don't know. We still don't know who's going to be under center on September 12th for the Packers when they open the regular season against the New Orleans Saints. But there's a very real possibility that it could be Jordan Love. There is. Who... Again, took the, the lion's share of reps at mandatory minicamp the last three days. And, like, usually at mandatory minicamp, I'm not paying attention to much. Like, I'm not paying attention if Aaron Rodgers is 8 of 16 in the red zone drills they were doing today. Like, I saw Rob Domofsky tweet out. I'm not, you know, keeping track that he's hitting 30-yard wheel routes to A.J. Dillon. Like, yesterday we got the reports from. Just picture that, though. But it's just a roller coaster ride with Jordan Love right now. I'm not sure how to process in this information. I don't know what I should do with this information. So, Brian D., who is a Buffalo Bills fan and has had to deal with this, even, I mean, recently yeah. with, with your own young quarterback who has turned out to be an MVP Excuse candidate me. a year yeah, ago. Thank you very much. I just wanted to make sure we got there. Well, I mean, but second to one Aaron Charles Rodgers in MVP voting. Not a big deal. So, I mean, he he has really grown. I mean, but there were there were certainly criticisms out there of Josh Allen when he first got into the league. When he's, you know, going through and, and still learning. Talk about a chooch. He's got a hose. You should see his arm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, you're right. It's been a similar situation, and it's it's similar. I'm just going to talk through that. <laughs> it's kind of a similar situation, oh. comparison-wise, between Josh Allen and Jordan Love. Uh, smaller schools, Josh went to Wyoming, Jordan uh, to Utah State. Guys with uh, cannons of arms with untapped potential uh, that you know an NFL team wants to take a chance on with a first-round pick and see if they can untap that potential right? or tap into that potential. I so what should I be doing with this information? Should I be reading into it? Should I be ignoring Lean it? Should I be taking in. it with a grain of salt? No. Like What should I be doing with this information that has come out about Jordan Love's play over the last three days of mandatory minicamp? Lean all the way in and get excited about it. Why would you do anything other? What, like, what are you setting yourself up? To be disappointed? Lean all the way in and cheer for the success of the next quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Well, I just want to manage my expectations. Like when Rodgers no. took over, I knew that the team ah. in two thousand, the team in two thousand seven, went to an NFC Championship game, and they hosted that NFC Championship game. And I knew the next year, okay, they don't have Brett Favre anymore. Like I, I'm really excited for Rodgers. But like my expectations are going to have to change what this team is. If Jordan Love ends up being the starting quarterback, I have to change my expectations of what this team is. Yeah, you do. But you also have to understand that it's bigger than just this year. See, that that's the perspective that I have through my connoisseuring of uh, average, mediocre, and bad quarterback play over the last 25 years. I have that perspective of you take a longer form picture. Maybe the Super Bowl isn't this year, but it could be two or three years down the line. And that's that's a tough pill to swallow. That's a tough pill to even think about for Packers fans at this point that this might not be a Super Bowl year. That's going to take some adjusting, but that's coming at some point, right? Like, whether Jordan Love starts this year or in the next two or three, that's coming. Aaron Rodgers' time as a Packer is probably over in the next 12 months, correct? We can all agree on that. It, have, it, would be, have... it would be an upset if Aaron Rodgers started for the Green Bay Packers two years from now. Well, I think if he starts this year, that likely means that it's like a three-year extension. Isn't that yeah. kind of where... That's where I am. So I'm, I'm... Where I am, guys, is I think maybe the likeliest outcome here 
is there's an under-the-table agreement between Goody and Rogers that they both need each other for one more go at it. So they say, all right, we both hate each other. We hate each other's guts. But 12, you're coming back for one more year. Aaron will kind of begrudgingly do that because he loves David Bakhtiari. He loves Devontae Adams. He loves his teammates. They'll make one more run at it because they know they're a Super Bowl-caliber team. And then there will be that handshake agreement that will trade you after this upcoming season. So I believe that that is not at all what's going to happen. If if Rodgers is not going to be here beyond this year, it'll have to be in writing. Like there's no way if if the one of the major tenants that we have been able to pick up out of the last month and a half of media reports is that Rodgers doesn't trust Gutekunst. So he's going to trust Gutekunst to then trade him well, 12 months extent, from now? It's already kind of in writing, is it not? Based on the amount of money they could save by trading him after this upcoming season. Like, it's kind of already built into the contract anyway yeah. that they could move on uh, and it would be beneficial for, for the Packers. It's kind of already in writing. To a certain I extent, just, like we don't need another contract I just, to prove that. And, and I know this has been a Tausch thing, and I think Chewy's gotten on board of the rip up the contract, it'll just be a one-year deal, and then you're a free eight. Not even we'll trade you somewhere. Like This way we're not even getting anything from you for you if we trade you, but you get what you want, you get to pick wherever you go, and that's kind of where you meet in the middle and compromise. I know that's been a Tausch thing as well, but the only way I see Rodgers coming back, because clearly, be- clearly he wants to upset the Packers' timeline as well, yeah. because he he doesn't want, totally. like, hey, I was MVP last year. Like, two years from now, I still want to be here. You don't want me here in two years. That's obvious the way my contract's set up, the way that rookie contracts are set up. you got to figure out what you have in Jordan Love. Well, so I think that he wants to upset the apple cart in terms of what the Packers' timeline is. Sure, I'll get to that in a second. But, I like, getting back to the, the, the one-year contract and then letting him be a free agent, that would be intergalactically stupid by Brian Gutekunst, would it not? Uh, yes. But if it's what got Aaron Rodgers, because here's the other issue. Like, Gutekunst has been building the 2021 team, and I know we just talked about it's beyond 2021 with Jordan Love, but this 2021 team specifically is built. They, they pretty much did what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did and bring everybody back except for Corey Lindsley. Like, they, they put the money on the table and made sure Bakhtiari came back. They put the money on the table and made sure that Aaron Jones came back. They didn't do that with Corey Lindsley. Because mm-hmm. they couldn't. Because they couldn't because they didn't have the money. But... I mean, they've got 21 of 22 starters returning yeah. from a year ago in a team that went to an NFC Championship game on paper. But if it's 20 out of 22 because Aaron Rodgers isn't back, like this is not a Super Bowl contending team. 100%. So it, the, the, the give and take there would be, hey, I built this team to go to a Super Bowl. Let's take one last run with it with Aaron Rodgers, and then we'll do whatever we do with Jordan Love. Yeah, but you also have to hedge for the next three years and understand that the best way to surround Jordan Love with a successful chance to win a Super Bowl oh, yeah. is by trading that dude. Mm-hmm. 100%. You so that's, that's why I think... Which is why I think ultimately they'll regret not trading him on draft night. Yeah, no, I don't think you're wrong there. I don't think you're wrong there. Uh, but getting back to the initial question of how to handle the ups and downs of, of Jordan Love... You gotta lean in and just be excited about it. Like I was hyped yesterday when I heard that he was throwing thirty-yard wheel routes to AJ Dillon. That's awesome news. That's that's a win all around for Packers fans because if Aaron comes back, guess what? Jordan Love looks like he might not suck, which is better than we would have thought forty-eight hours ago. And if he doesn't, then you get to see the continued development of guy that obviously has a little bit of potential. What do you do about the downs? Just ride him out, man. Like that's that is part of a young quarterback in the National Football League. Like, I, I was talking about this with Joshi DiMaggio off the air before the show started today. No, 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 no. Hold no. up, hold up. Okay, sorry. You, I think Josh knows what I'm going to do. I don't. Oh. 
Is he pretentious because he said National Football League instead of NFL? Like, do you notice, like, that's what a lot of analysts do in the National Football League instead of the NFL? Like, I, I didn't catch on to that one. I, th- I think that one, will, I'll let that one slide. Okay. I kind of had a Rage Scalzo moment where I just blacked out and didn't know what happened. Yeah, you just told Gabe you couldn't talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you get bloviate about the it. National Football League. <laughs> now I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, Good job, young Gabe. quarterbacks. I was I was talking uh, to Joshi about this before the show began this afternoon. Like, who was the best young quarterback in the NFL last year? By all accounts, it was probably Justin Herbert, right? Uh, yeah, Rookie I mean, unless in, I, I, I would still put. I mean, I would put Josh in that category. Sure, like, because he's still but a Josh young quarterback. Is in year three. I'm talking yeah. first couple first years, couple guys. Years. Where you're playing for the first time. Um. Yeah, probably Herbert. Joe Burrow potentially before he before got he hurt. Got hurt. But he had no offensive line, so it's tough. Um, do you know what the Chargers' record was last year? Uh, it wasn't good. Seven to nine. Yeah, it's fine. It's not good. But no, it's, it's fine. not good. You didn't go to the playoffs. Your your season ended early. That's not good. That's that's best case scenario for a young quarterback. Oh so, yeah. I, I mean, you, the Packers under it with Aaron Rodgers, I think they were 6-10. and 10. Exactly. So I think this is going to be an adjustment for Packers fans whenever Aaron Rodgers moves on. And he's going to at some point. He's not going to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers five years from now, regardless of how this works out. This is going to be an adjustment because the odds are against catching lightning in a bottle three times in a row. It's just it's it's impossible to do in, in the National Football League. Um so you're going to have to ride through some of the lows and get excited about the highs. That's the way to approach this. I've been through J.P. Lossman's. I've been through E.J. Manuel's. I had a Trent Edwards moment. I had a Nathan Peterman moment, if you can believe that, before he Man. threw five interceptions Nathan, and a half. Nathan, I had a good Nathan time Peterman, watching Nathan Peterman play Nathan football. Nathan Peterman started a playoff game for the Bills. He, he didn't. He, he didn't start that playoff game? No. He, I thought he started that no, playoff they, game. They, it was so bad they had to turn the keys back over to Tyrod. Oh yeah, say, that's right. He was statistically the worst he, quarterback ever, correct? Uh, finished, second worst quarterback of all time. Uh, he, statistically, he, he finished a playoff game for the Bills. I finished a play. He so he did. Start. He played a playoff game for the Bills. <laughs> he didn't start, but he finished it. You know, he finished it. Intercepted Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> you better believe it. See, I did get that confused. Yes, Tyrod <laughs> did start that game. Knocked out with a concussion. <laughs> and then Nathan Peterman did what Nathan Peterman does. Let's throw interceptions for you as you're playing the home game. 800-990-3776. How are you interpreting the last three days of Jordan Love? Are you all in? Are you cautiously optimistic? Have your questions ready for our young quarterback expert, Brian D. Because he's had to deal with this quite a bit with his favorite team, the Buffalo Bills. But it seems that they've found their guy uh, in we again. This is this is uncharted territory for so many Packer fans because the last time we had to do this was 13 years ago. That's a long time ago. What were you doing 13 years ago? I was 16. Math. Okay. I'm not a math guy. Uh, sophomore year of high school. Oh, I thought you were so. saying you were math class. Yeah, when you said specifically. math. No, no, no. I was saying I'm terrible at math because oh. I couldn't subtract 29 from 16, my age from what I was doing 13 years ago. Yeah, sophomore in high school, being really nerdy, afraid to talk to girls, that kind of stuff. You okay, know? sure. Yeah, cool. Going to uh, field trips at the symphony orchestra. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Being a cake eater. <laughs> Just all around cake eater. Okay, I get it. 800-990-3776. We want to hear from you next. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. Loyal Scalzo and Brust listeners will remember... I'm a loyal Scalzo and Brust listener, and I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we about. know you're not listening to us. Very rarely listening when Joshy and I are talking. I mean, right? Yeah, I admitted it. Yeah, I'm a loyal listener, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Only listen when I'm speaking. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.
has been rooting for a team his entire life, a football team that's that's had their struggles Can't since confirm. he was since he was a youth, a youth, a youth. Um, and that's after you know Jim Kelly retired. The Buffalo Bills had you know they had some ups. They had you know the the Flutie years, Flutie flakes. Those were a good time. The Flutie years were the ups, weren't they? <laughs> they were the ups for everybody except who. Doug Flutie, because he's very short. Jeez. Just taking out, <laughs> taking out the best quarterback in you your franchise since you've had, now that you've had Josh he's, Allen, who's surpassed him, but come on. That's an unnecessary. Doug Greg Scalzo. That is just an unnecessary <laughs> shot at both of those people. What's Doug Flutie's listed height, do you guys think? 5'7". Uh, There's no They chance. might give him 5'8". On skates? I'm saying his listed five, height. 5'10", please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm, you know, I don't know what to do with this Jordan Love information that just keeps coming out of Green Bay. Everybody just reporting every throw that he makes, every up, every down, the roller coaster. And Brian is here to help us because he has gone through this roller coaster before. He has the guide. He's going to help us. So if you have questions or if you want to tell us how you've been interpreting the Jordan Love news, eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six, the patented official. Scalzo and Brust talk and text line. Will and Madison, you're on Scalzo and Brust with special cousin subs Gabe Neitzel and Brian D. Hello? Hi, Will. What's up, Will? Hi, yeah, so I don't have a, a question. I'm just going to roll with my guy understanding that he's a Bills fan and me, as a Giants fan, I feel him because between Phil Sims and Eli Manning, there was Dave Brown uh, Kerry Collins, Ken Graham, Jesse Palmer, uh, so uh, Danny Cannell. So in the grand scheme of things, I kind of feel like Packer fans, you just have to chill. You had 32 years of unbelievable quarterback play. Like, chill out. Yeah. Like, like, just, like no. just chill. No, 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 no. Refuse to chill out. I'm done with that guy. <laughs> You're not even going to hit him with a thank you for the call? He I did. did. Oh, okay. I, I talked over it. Yeah. I did too. I was uh, having another Scalzo rage moment. Um, no, Will is a hundred percent right. Like, uh, like I said, this is going to be an adjustment for football fans in the state of Wisconsin. You're probably not catching lightning in a bottle three times in a row. Jordan Love could be damn good, but he's not going to the Hall of Fame. But what if he does? See, this is this is. Uh, you guys are setting yourself up for disappointment if, here. If there's any franchise primed. To roll off three in a row, probably the chosen franchise, right? Yeah. Of course, yes, yes. The it's, one, the one that that the Lord above looks yeah, down we on. Yeah, we put God and then family and then the Green Bay Packers. You got that damn Which right. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked it's not Green Bay Packers, God and family. You know, that's, that's well, I mean, a lot family of and Green Bay Packers is certainly debatable. Sure, okay, fair enough. It's negotiable. Uh, no, I think Will Will makes a valid point that there are 31 other teams in the NFL and fans of those teams that understand the conversation that I'm trying to have, and then there are Packers fans. Nobody else has experienced what you have experienced for the last 30 years. I mean, the closest thing would be the Patriots, because they've had Tom for 20, right? Yeah. Like, that'd be the closest thing? I suppose, yeah, but like even there was no transition there. You know, no, it was no, just, there was it, no transition because now it's gone. Yeah. And there have been teams that have had one before, you know, one great one that has delivered a couple of Super Bowls, which most fan bases would be great with. And sure enough, the Packers have gotten a couple of Super Bowls, which is awesome for 31 other NFL fan bases. Not here. Patrick and Madison, you're on Scalzo and Brust. So 
I'm all aboard this love train. I love the dude, you know, Air Jordan. I'm confident about it. Hell yeah, man. Uh, but going to that Patriots point, you got to remember that Drew Bledsoe yeah, is not a good. slack. He is a fantastic player. And going from Bledsoe to Brady is, is just as much of a blessing as, you know, Favre to Rodgers. Uh, I, I think our time might be up when it comes to Hall of Famers, but I think, you know, Jordan, if his 2018 season wasn't a fluke and if uh, 2019 was him, uh, you know, returning to the mean of, uh, of performance, I don't really know what to, you know, make of the situation, but I'm confident in our, uh, in our guys. I love that. Thank you for the Thank call. Thank you for the call. Uh, Patrick, I like, I, I like Patrick's perspective there because Patrick seems okay with good quarterback play, right? And the Packers have not had good quarterback play in 30 years. They've had elite quarterback play for 30 years. Good quarterback play, like this is going to shock some people when I say this, Mitchell Trubisky played the quarterback position good. No, he didn't. He if, led the nope, team. Wait, no, stop for no, a second. No, 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 stop. no, 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 I can't let you that's, that's sit the God's here and try to tell me. That's the truth. That na- the Kirk now Cousins backup is, quarterback. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Okay, so uh, you can make a case for this Kirk. This is good quarterback <laughs> you got, you, gotta, you can make a point for Cousins, but you cannot sit here and tell me the now backup of your team is a good quarterback. Can't let you do it. Can't let you tell me that Mitch Trubisky, he who did not have his fifth-year option as the number two overall pick, the guy that the Chicago Bears traded a bunch Guess of what? picks for, Guess what? decided that, you know what, this guy's no, he's just he's Guess not what? good. He's Guess not what? good. Guess what? That's what good quarterback play looks like in the National Football League. No, that's what bad he quarterback led, play. He led his team to the playoffs two of three years. He can't throw left. That's what good quarterback play looks like. The I understand it's not great. It's not elite. This is what I'm trying to get through your thick green gold skull. <laughs> that is good quarterback play. You only know elite. That's I do what not, good looks like. Josh, I don't know about you, but I do not want to live in a world where Mitch Trubisky is considered a good no, quarterback. I won't do it. Get ready for the rest of it. your life. If he was a good quarterback, people would be lining up to sign him as a starter. That's if he good. was good. I'm telling you, good quarterback like play. Like Derek Carr is Passable good. Passable quarterback play. I always get their names mixed up. Derek is the current one. David okay, was Derek the one that got the, okay. sacked a lot in Houston. <laughs> the, the one that just, so it's the only thing he did. <laughs> that's, Derek Carr, good quarterback. That's a good quarterback. That's not an elite quarterback. That's a good quarterback. Would people be lining up to sign Derek Carr? Uh, Before Mitch Trubisky. I mean, the the way that people signed up for uh, Kirk Cousins, I put them on the uh, There was a sweepstakes. Yeah, there was a Cousins sweepstakes. $80 million sweepstakes. That's, That's... I wouldn't like you wouldn't call Kirk Cousins great. No, I make up fun of Kirk dollars. Cousins yeah. on a pretty regular that's, basis. Uh, maybe maybe the word's passable, you know, not good but passable. That's what passable quarterback play looks like and that might be what Jordan Love is. Maybe Jordan Love is make the playoffs once every 3 years and give you a 10-win season, you know? And that is the adjustment that Packers fans are going to have to make. Pat from Madison says Kirk Cousins is a boring Ryan Fitzpatrick. But isn't that what makes Ryan Fitzpatrick good? Is that he's exciting. He's Fitzmagic. Yeah. Like, what would Ryan Fitzpatrick be without the Fitzmagic? The Amish rifle. He's always great for a, uh, a late fourth quarter interception in the end zone. I still don't know what to do with you trying to sell Mitch Trubisky being a good quarterback. The dude made, he led his team to the playoffs two out of three years. Like, that I, is what, that is the level of quarterback play that most of the National Football League lives with on a year in, year out basis. Yeah. He got benched for, a, like, Nick Foles. Yeah. Super Bowl quarterback. Good, right? That's what good quarterback play is. That's what I'm trying to get through your skull. That dude, 
That dude, he won a Super Bowl. That's am, good quarterback play. But he, so, but yes, when he when he won that Super Bowl, it was good quarterback that play. That was elite. That was, I mean, outside of oh God. Nick I, Foles did something. Aaron Rodgers hasn't done I in a decade. Think, I think. I think there's probably a middle ground here that uh, is not great for like a radio discussion. But I think you've been. I think Brian's brain has been perverted by uh, J.P. Lossman and Nathan Peterman, where good to him is simply, like, able to play. Correct. So That's, all, I, the bad, all the years of bad quarterbacking in Buffalo have turned your brain to quarterback mush. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. And, and I'm okay having quarterback mush brain because I expect everyone to be a Hall of Famer. And I'm not giving up on Jordan Love possibly being a Hall of Famer until you pry from my cold, dead hands. Eric from Madison saying, Rage Gabe, go get him. Wow. <laughs> We've got rage. It only took us an hour and 45 minutes, but the rage has come out of each All you had to do was say that Mitch Trubisky <laughs> was a good quarterback. That's all you needed to do. It's a bridge too far. <laughs> hey, Couldn't big, take it. Uh, big thanks to Colin of the Scalzman Bruss family. Made a donation to Miracle League of Milwaukee. Much appreciate you, Colin. Thank you for doing that. The link page is up. Uh, yeah, you can still do that again through tomorrow. We'll still let you know a little bit more about it as the show continues. We'll continue to take your calls and any questions that you have for Brian, even though I don't know if I want you to ask questions of Brian because he's told me Mitch Trubisky is a good quarterback when everybody knows that he's not. It's just not. We'll continue this discussion next. Scalzo and Brust. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. Congrats on the sex. Wow. Stream live and listen anytime on your time on Wisconsin On Demand. Still a little bit of time to get your calls in. 800-990-3776. Asking questions of Brian D. about how we should interpret this news because everything's being broken down. Everything's being released of how Jordan Love looked over the last three days of Packers OTAs and Brian D. being a fan of the Buffalo Bills knows how to interpret some of this information because he's had to deal with it a number of times over the years. Although I am regretting doing this because he called Mitch Trubisky a good quarterback. Like Ryan He Hoyer. tried to tell us that Mitch <laughs> Trubisky was a good quarterback. Brian Hoyer, good quarterback. See, like this is like he just Not can't be trusted. Good. Like Brian just cannot be trusted right now because he's telling us like this is example of good quarterback play. I do I do like how we went to Brian for his because of his experience and we immediately told him, No way, man. <laughs> that can't be right. You idiot. <laughs> We've only been dealing with this for twenty five years. No way, man. Yeah, You're but way then we off. explained it away. This bad quarterback play. When watching... Jason Wildey gives you twenty five years of Packers coverage, you're like, Well, there's nobody like him. But when I give you twenty five years of crap quarterback consumption, oh, you have no idea what you're talking like, about. Like, see to me, somebody that, that you have not brought up that I think is good and has actually gotten the raw end of deals pretty much wherever he's gone is Tyrod Taylor. Like, I think Tyrod Taylor's been good. This is, once again, as Joshy phrased it, a discussion that's probably not good for a radio show. Uh, but this is something that could be said about good quarterbacks and not great or elite quarterbacks. I think Tyrod Taylor is always going to be defined by the throws he doesn't make. He like Good quarterbacks sometimes will not pull the trigger on show throws they should be making. Yeah, Elite and great quarterbacks will always at least give it a shot because they feel like they've got the cannon, they've got the accuracy. A good quarterback maybe doesn't have that, and that's that's where I view Tyrod Taylor. He has had some some raw deals, but th- this is not a referendum on Tyrod Taylor. No, but I, th- I think that that would be a better example of somebody who might be good versus a good quarterback. Mitch Trubisky. Okay, well, Tyrod Taylor only led one team to the playoffs, and Mitch Trubisky did too, so take that for what it's worth. 
I think you're leaning too much into team success versus like how good an individual you, player but, is. But you can't go with well, uh, the Packers are a Super Bowl team with Aaron Rodgers, but they're not with Jordan Love. Like you're you're interchanging quarterbacks. You did this earlier in this show, but when I'm interchanging quarterbacks, it's not about team success. It's just about the quarterback play. Like it's you're confusing the hell out of me. It's weird what you're doing. I don't think so. I think that's I pretty think, consistent. I think Gabe made pretty good sense there. Yeah, like because the Packers are not with Jordan because Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback and Jordan Love great. is not. Yeah, he's a great quarterback, best quarterback, MVP quarterback. So the the Bears are not a playoff roster, or are they a playoff roster in spite of Mitchell Trubisky? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot but of they, talent. They on made that. it with him. Okay, so I, I got you. That yeah, but they, but also like yeah, they made it with him. Like they also changed quarterbacks in the middle of the season last year and somehow still backed their way into the postseason. Yeah, like Mitch Trubisky, like clearly was he was along for the ride for the success of that Chicago Bears team that went to the playoffs a year ago. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Ron in the key. You're on Scalzo and Brust. Good afternoon. Okay, a whole bunch of stuff, and I'll go through it really fast before Josh gives me thank you for the call. First of all, Brian went to a, a what do we call it, a fancy school. Shocker. I'm surprised Brian's dad didn't rent him a symphony based on all the places I know that Brian's dad has taken him throughout his young life. Um, Individual performance symphony orchestra. <laughs> right? Brian, fair or unfair? That's fair. <laughs> All right. Okay, great. Uh, rage Gabe. Just wear gray to pick up ball, and you will experience Rage Gabe. That's it real is, Okay. It's actually truly enjoyable. Um, and then as far as good, like, I can understand why you would win a social media award, Brian, based on Brian's Tyrod Taylor days on social media and Black Hat Brian for everything for the Green Bay Packers. I'm trying to figure out whether Brian wants – Love to be good or bad, based on which he will be able to troll better the Packer fan base. I feel Brian doesn't troll anymore. And Thank you for the call. call. Like that's that's in that's that's something of the past. I give Ron a D on that call. A Brian D. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> He's been one of the cousin subs of the day. I'm the second cousin sub, Gabe Knight. So Scalzo and Brust will be back tomorrow from the American Family Insurance Championship. Up next in Milwaukee, it's Spain and Fitz. Up next in Madison, it's Bucks basketball.